0: Good morning. How are we? It is Thursday, fourth of March. Hope you are all good. Today we're talking about cholesterol. Cholesterol. um, You know, what are the best foods to lower it? That was a question I had. And can you lower it via nutrition? Um, Firstly, it is quite individual based. In that, I just want to say that you know some people actually genetically have higher cholesterol than others. So what I say today may have less impact on that. but this is generally for metabolically healthy other than cholesterol, of course, otherwise you wouldn't be asking the question. Um, And also genetically, you know, people are hypersensitive to certain things. So, you know, generally, for example, the old myth of like eggs raising your cholesterol, that will only be the case in a very small, minority of people. And even then it's probably going to increase your HDL, your good cholesterol. So just to just to explain it before we get into it, you've got HDL cholesterol, you've got LDL cholesterol, and they make up your total cholesterol. You might also hear about triglycerides, which again is a is a really important factor on this, but no one actually talks about so much, but is really important because that's kind of your free fatty acids going around. Morning Marie, give me a hello if you're coming in. So your HDL cholesterol, um I see that as almost like the The taxi driver that comes in and it takes your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, which is sitting in your arteries, chilling, which you do need it. So the fact that it's called bad, as you could say, is a little bit biased and a bit unfair on the poor old guy. But however, if it's so imagine you've got an artery like this and on the side, it's nice and smooth. That's cholesterol. But that smooth lining gets larger and larger. It gets narrower and narrower. That's that LDL cholesterol building up in a nutshell. This is a very simple way to explain it. Then in your liver, that's where you can process cholesterol and kind of get rid of it. And it takes HDL cholesterol comes, so it's like a taxi. Taxi driver comes, parks up in your arteries, it says, look, bad cholesterol, come in, we'll take you to the liver and we'll get rid of you. And that's why your total cholesterol can sometimes, it's still an important factor, of course, but um, it's good to get a ratio of good and bad cholesterol because the higher your good cholesterol technically the lower risk or association with heart disease. Now, before I go into this, good morning, Sue. Before I go into this, I've said before I go into this before, haven't I? Um, It could be on all day. I do warn you, I do go off on tangents. I get into it a bit too much, forgive me. Anyway, if you're still here, you must be interested in it, which is good. So one study showed that every kilogram of weight loss is associated with a decrease in your bad cholesterol and increase in your good cholesterol. So first and foremost, Like doing things that encourage fat loss or things that, and I spoke about this before, even if you're trying to lose body fat, you're doing things that are associated also with lowering your cholesterol. So even if your weight isn't going down, you're doing, but you're trying to do it. You're trying to lose weight. You're trying to lose fat. You're probably doing things that are quote unquote associated with a healthier lifestyle. And these things could be lowering your cholesterol independent of your weight, even though the research actually shows that every kilogram of weight loss is associated, doesn't mean causation, with a decrease in your bad cholesterol, increase in your good cholesterol. And this is because you might be eating more fiber as well. So even if you don't lose the weight, you could still be seeing a lot of benefits of your cholesterol. If you are being, becoming metabolically more healthy and lowering your inflammation in your body by getting more toned you could weigh the same you could weigh the same I know Sue you've mentioned that quite a few times that you know the weight hasn't shifted how you want but then you're like oh I'm nine inches down that's a nice surprise. So it's important to measure as well because waist circumference is again a risk factor for metabolic disease aka heart disease, diabetes. so we know there's a strong strong correlation between our waist and hip ratio more on that another day our waist and hip ratio associating with that with our risk of disease. So all these things come into it. Now going into the specifics around nutrition is this was the question and although like you can finally like you can see here, morning Jane, it takes me quite a while sometimes to actually answer the question this is why I'm quite hard to live with. Mrs Frucci must ask me a question, why have you left the cupboard door open? Well basically the research shows that people who leave the cupboard doors open, no I don't do that, don't worry. So what foods could help you lower your cholesterol? So Number one, oats. You've probably heard of that before. It's all over the packaging, and I don't blame them for it. This is called beta-glucan. Beta-glucan is also actually found in mushrooms, but in quite low amounts. However, you know, go to town on mushrooms. They're nutritious, healthy for you, and filling, and lower calorie. So it would equate to around two to three bowls a day of porridge. But that doesn't mean that one bowl is pointless, but the research-driven amount is around three grams a day. Um, of a type of fiber called beta-glucan, which is found in oats. So porridge is quite a good food for that. Now, the fiber, if you think of fiber in general here, and this is just what I want to touch on, fiber is something that can bind to cholesterol. So that will help lower your cholesterol in general. That's why when you hear like, oh yeah, a keto diet is really bad for your cholesterol, it could be if it, like in certain individuals, if they're eating high amounts of saturated fats and trans fats maybe even but they're eating quite low vegetables because if their fiber intake's low then that could be a risk factor for them but fiber will almost counterbalance that so unsaturated fats uh so the research shows on here polyunsaturated fats and monounsaturated fats are generally associated with lower cholesterol than say people who um use more saturated so arguments sake, if you switched from butter to olive oils um and lots of olive oils in general is going to be better anyway. Omega-3, that's polyunsaturated, so oily fish. All these types of fats in your diet are going to promote more of a lower cholesterol profile, maybe even raise your HDL, your good cholesterol too, which is cool. Um, But that's not to say that saturated fats are bad because it's not to say that they even raise your cholesterol. It's more to do with their neutral But like if you replace that with like olive oil and kept your calories the same, because remember what I said about weight before and, you know, calories are still king here as well. But if you swapped like butter for olive oil and you kept your calories the same argument's sake, the the monounsaturated and the polyunsaturated are more associated with a lower cholesterol profile. So instead of being neutral, you may actually lower it. So that's how that works. You might have heard of plant sterols and and stanols. Um they block the absorption of cholesterol and they're, they're found generally in vegetables and, and nuts anyway. Um, but you've probably seen them in yogurts as well, like the, the cholesterol-lowering yogurts. But the problem is, if you're probably going to have to drink quite a lot of them to get the impact. And then you're increasing your calories and you might be increasing your consumption. Then if weight's an issue and that could be a trigger for higher cholesterol, then that might not actually do us any good because we're actually chasing the wrong number. If we get so fixated with cholesterol, we might lose track of our fat loss or of uh, becoming more of a healthy weight or whatever it is that we're our main goal is. And then all of a sudden, we're actually losing track us, losing sight of where we are at the moment. So what I would say is you can have them, but you know that they are found in um, vegetables and nuts as well. So there was a really good um, diagram. I'll get it up and share it with you now, actually. Because I've got it on my computer right now, so which is really helpful um and this this is this is just a w- from a research study which and if you want me to I can post it in the comments actually I'll just share I'll just turn my screen around hopefully you can see it clearly so this is from a study on here um and this is what they showed to in the study a way to reduce your cholesterol by f- around thirty three percent so that's three grams of beta glucan, so that's from the um oats. 15 to 20 grams of soy protein, um, 30 gram portion of nuts in the day, 2.5 grams of plant sterols, danils. so that could come from vegetables, that could come from like the yogurt, 5% reduction in saturated fat, 10 kilos of weight loss. But what you'll see is like just generally, if you are to really just like comfort, like put these in a bracket here, that's generally increasing your protein intake and generally lowering your calories and generally increasing your fiber intake which are all things that are probably going to help with your fat loss, which again, will probably then coincide with cholesterol as well, like the research shows. So it's, it's a bit chicken and egg actually. But like I said, don't beat yourself up if you're not getting the results you want right now, because it's all contributing towards it. So next one is soluble fiber. And this is again, just fiber found in fruit, vegetables, pulses, lentils, beans. Um, But what I just want to stress on is that when you look at when they look at low-fat versus high-fat diets, and this comes up a lot, you know, I've got high cholesterol, need a low-fat diet. The research actually shows that, so low-fat diets decrease your bad cholesterol, which is great, but then high-fat diets tend to, tend like high-fats full of monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, like the ones I suggested, tend to actually raise your good cholesterol. So, which are like the taxi driver, which takes away the bad cholesterol. So, it's quite a a bit of a like, well, what's, what's the best? And obviously it's never like going one way, but knowing that actually asking is always a good thing to ask, you know, what's my bad cholesterol, what's my good cholesterol? Um, where's that at, at the moment? What's making my total higher? If it is, it's always a good thing to ask. Um, but, but generally, if we're making those swaps, we're going to help with fat loss as well. Like if we're all of a sudden eating more oily fish, um, more our fats are more coming from monounsaturated, it probably means you're eating more fiber as well. If you're, if you're on that journey, like I said, to trying to lose that next five kilos of weight, whatever it is, next five pounds, whatever it is, you're probably doing things that are gonna be good, whether that's exercise, whether that's muscle strengthening exercise, toning up, whatever it is, that's all gonna help you going forward. And, and just just to step back from that, like we know that beating ourselves up and, and not getting the result we want today it's probably doing more harm than anything else. Like you could say, oh, I just have some saturated fat. Oh no, that's gonna that's gonna But the research isn't that black and white. What is black and white though is if you beat yourself up for doing that and then just think, sod it, I might as well just go off on it, that is probably gonna lead to you then getting worse results than the actual thing you did itself. So just step back sometimes and actually just consider, okay, does this mean I failed? Does this mean I need to comfort eat? How much does it cost me to comfort eat? How much does it cost me to put off exercise again? What's it costing me right now in the way I feel, in my energy levels, my productivity? What would it? What would be different if I did do that? If I just, just shortened the gap between when I went off or when I thought, yeah, I failed now, that saboteur voice comes in because that saboteur voice is silent when you're in the present moment. When you're doing, it's not there. It's only when you're thinking. When you're thinking about stunning, you're in the past or the future. The likelihood here is that it will come up. Oh, you won't be able to do it then, though. You won't be able to do it when we reopen and you've got a meal out. You won't be able to do it then. All these things that come up, but you can worry about that then. If you're doing it right now, then you're doing it right now. So we you need to worry about. Just make the right decision in this moment now and just practice. Like I said yesterday, practice delaying instant gratification because when you're thinking about instant gratification, you are in the moment right now, but you're seeking something that doesn't align with where you want to be in the future. In the moment right now, just commit to what you Commit to making the right choice in the moment, the choice you really want to make and get really present. How am I feeling right now? How do I want to feel? What am I willing to do to create that feeling? So I hope that helps. That was a ramble as always. But let me know what you took home from that. That was quite full on, wasn't it? But um, yeah, let me know what you took home from that. And any questions, as always, do let me know. Our next kickstart begins on Monday, the 8th of March. So if you want more information about that, do come in. It is for ladies, 40 plus who are in the Marlborough Devices area, you could come in from beyond as well, but it just depends on you and what kind of you need help with most. So any questions, just let me know and I'll see you soon. Take care.